everyone, and welcome to the Carry On cast of Easter Lutheran Church, the podcast where we discuss the upcoming scriptures and also talk about the life and mission and ministry of Easter Lutheran Church. I am Pastor Jen Hackbarth, and as you listen to this podcast, I am now, since we record a little bit ahead of time, I am a voice from your past because this is my last podcast. Uh, I'm officially transitioning away from my role as interim at Easter, and we are excitedly welcoming Pastor Kevin. Uh, His boxes of books have already been moved into the office as we speak, and he is ready to go. So we are excited, but I am thankful to be here this morning with Pastor Eric Sevig and And Hans Vigasa. Yes, and I have to say that Hans was wrong a couple of weeks ago (laughs) because the three of us uh, did the podcast a couple of weeks ago um, and we thought that would be the first and last time. And then here we are again two weeks later because Megan is uh, not here this week, uh, Pastor Megan, but we're... uh, Glad to be together. Yeah. Glad to be with you. Thanks, guys. Here to talk about the Easter text. Uh, Easter is coming soon, and we are excited. Our yes, yes. As a congregation. Yeah, we're excited to start talking about that. Um, I think the first thing we want to talk about, though, is the importance of this week. Depending on when you're listening to this podcast, uh, you may be right in the midst of Holy Week here at Easter. This is, I think, if the highlight of the church year, um, if not, you know, one of the highlights for me, Holy Week is usually one of my favorite weeks of the year uh, in ministry. So we want to just remind you that the Holy Week worship times uh, will be coming up this week on Wednesday. We will have a 545 service just like we do every week on Wednesday evening, about a half an hour long. This service will be uh, a meditation on Holy Week and Easter as you prepare your hearts and minds for that. Uh, But also we will have Monday, Thursday uh, at both sites, 6.30 p.m., uh, there will be a First Communion celebration. That is the um, the night when we remember Jesus' Last Supper and his arrest uh, and betrayal. Uh, and then we move on to Good Friday, which is really looking at the crucifixion and the story of Jesus uh, in that moment. There will be three opportunities on Good Friday. 10 a.m., there will be a crosswalk that begins at the lake. Uh, so join us for that. We also have a 5 p.m. Good Friday service at the lake and an 8 p.m. service at the hill. Both of those will be reflective tenebrae services um, that will take you through the story of Jesus' uh, last days. Uh, And also, we wanted to remind you of Easter morning, which is what we'll be talking about today. Resurrection of our Lord. Yes, we've got an 8.30, 9.45, and 11 a.m. worship service, and there will be three of those services at both sites. So you can go to either the lake or the hill at those times, 8.30, 9.45, 11 a.m. We'll also be live streaming uh, our services I believe at 8.30 and 9.45 for um, uh, for all of you who would like to join that, online. I, I remember that we are having communion at 11. Okay, good to know. And everything is on our website yes. um, at easter.org. So now that you know all of our info, 
<laughs> about Holy Week and all of the exciting, exciting and meaningful things coming up, we do want to talk a bit about the Easter morning texts and what we will be looking forward to. And none of us are preaching. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's Pastor Megan who'll be preaching on Easter. So we were joking that we can just say whatever we want and <laughs> set things up for her uh, however we'd like to. Um, but it will be fun to talk more about these uh, this Easter story. So... Uh, yeah. Anything you want to start with or think about as before we get into the scripture, its placement in the book of Matthew. Um, Pastor Eric, I know you have preached a lot of Easter Sundays over the years. Um, and I've found that, like, for me, Easter can be the most joyful Sunday to preach and also one of the most challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of things as a preacher coming toward us on this week. And, um, and how we interpret the scripture. So what are your thoughts? Well, I, yeah, this is, you know, as you say, the exciting, um, most exciting Sunday of the year, because this is the beginning of the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that the, Mm -hmm. the source of our victory through Christ over sin, death, and the devil. And so there's a lot to celebrate here. And we see in this text, the beginning of this part of the story where the first two humans to know that Jesus has risen from the dead, that a a human being died and came back, the son of God, um, and that this confirms all of what has come before. Mm -hmm. He is the Messiah. He is everything. Everything he said is proven by this incredible good news. Uh, All the prophecies are fulfilled and they hear and, and Jesus says to go and tell. Mm. And they start telling the gospel. And as the, as people hear the gospel, they're compelled to keep sharing it, which comes all the way through history to us. Yes. That's how the gospel has been um, shared. And this is the beginning of it. This mm-hmm. is where it all begins. It's a very exciting day. And also, I wanted to point out that there's two do not be afraid. So listen for those when, when you hear this. Yeah, yeah. Well, why don't we hear the scripture um, as we're getting ready to talk more about it? This is the words from Matthew. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, his clothes white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. For he has been raised, and as he he said, Come see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has been raised from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came to him, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. And then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be be to God. You know, there's a few interesting things. I know we've we've talked about a lot of different stuff, and, and we've talked about the challenge, I think, of this text, is that it's a text everyone knows. Yep. It's a text that everyone preaches every single year. 
And the the irony for me is this is always the shortest worship service hmm. on a Sunday because we're trying to get so many people through. Mm. So, mm-hmm. you know, how do you deliver the good news? But there's there's kind of three ways that there are three things that struck me immediately with this text. And and this I'm stealing from Ralph Jacobson. So, Dr. Ralph Jacobson, thank you for this. Um, the the first thing you notice is that they they um, they they feel the message, mm. right? The, in this mm. earthquake, mm-hmm. they feel the message wow, that is yeah. happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the second <clears throat> second one is that they see the messenger, um, and then finally they hear. Uh, Jesus mm. is gone. Mm. So three, three like feels yeah. of of knowing that Jesus has been resurrected, uh, the feel of the earthquake, the scene of the messenger, the angel, mm-hmm. and then the hearing. Do not be afraid. Jesus is resurrected. Mm. And I think that's that's kind of interesting to engage the senses. I think mm-hmm. uh, it's interesting too to point out that the last earthquake was when Jesus died on Good Friday. Mm-hmm. At the moment he died, there was an earthquake and the mm. uh, curtain in the temple was was torn in two and now the earthquake when he's revealed to be resurrected yeah. so an earthquake mm-hmm. to announce his death and an earthquake yeah. to announce his resurrection and i uh i understand that that is intended to point to god that this is mm-hmm. god's work that god is involved in this in both jesus death and resurrection hmm. and really like i said earlier this is the fulfillment of god's plan for mm-hmm. uh, his relationship with human beings with sinful humans mm-hmm how to be justified, restored in our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. It's all about Jesus. I wonder, too, if the earthquake, uh, for me, it reminds me that Jesus' resurrection not only affects us, but it affects all of creation. Oh, good point. And, and yeah. that it's Jesus. The full redemption. Yes. The ultimate goal of God is to uh, redeem all of creation. Well, and Paul points that out in Romans, right? Romans mm-hmm. 8, where all of creation is groaning under the stress, the cosmos is yeah. waiting for this this to happen. So yeah, yeah. The fall of original sin was the fall of the entire world. And right. this resurrection is the beginning of the new new life, new creation. Mm-hmm. And it is interesting, as you pointed out, Hans, that it's not just an intellectual experience. It's not just being told, here's what happened. It's actually experiencing it and with your senses and feeling the earthquake, hearing the words, seeing Jesus after he's been resurrected. There's so much here. Uh, I often think of it as like, it could be a movie script Mm -hmm. and it would be a pretty exciting movie (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, with a lot of special effects. And there's just so much action here. And it's such a cool, um, cool story and experience. Mm -hmm. And there's so much to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the special effect of the glowing angels. Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> t- you know, it reminds me of uh, the, the tra- Jesus at the Transfiguration. His clothes were dazzling white. And now it's the angel uh, is, is, what does it say? Uh, clothing white as snow. Uh, appearance was like lightning. Mm-hmm. Talk about special effects. Right. Yeah. And that... The Mary Magdalene and the other Mary actually see these angels descending from heaven and rolling back the stone. Mm-hmm. So they don't when in Matthew the stone is not rolled back by the time they get there that they actually witness it happening like this is like mm-hmm. really rich in detail and they they see it all in front of them. Yeah. 
And of course, we can't talk about the story without talking about the choice and the experience of these two women that this story is told through their eyes and through their experience. And they are the first two to actually witness what happens. And then they are entrusted with Mm -hmm. the words to speak to others. So it's really a, a wonderful way to lift up these women disciples and that they've been, yeah, they've been followers of Jesus. They've Mm -hmm. been friends, friends of Jesus. And here they have this important role Um, because as we were talking about earlier, Pastor Eric said, the disciples really have not been doing very well. (laughs) Right. Right. These like talk about the faithful. These are the only two of Jesus followers who go to the tomb. Mm -hmm. The other as to your, uh, mentioned there the remember the other disciples at the end had betrayed jesus they had yeah. uh abandoned jesus he died alone um for, you know apparently completely forsaken and so now uh these two faithful go and re- remember we take it for granted now that we know this story and the gospel has been unleashed in the world mm. but this is the beginning and so um, this is these are the first two people, and it's significant given the time in history that um, that it is women. That's part of God's choice and God's plan is for it to begin through these women, mm-hmm. and um, and they're the ones that go tell the disciples. And it's good news for those s- disciples who had failed Jesus, yeah. because he says greetings, and he s- tells the the first proclaimers of the gospel, go and tell them what you've seen mm-hmm. and that I'll meet them in Galilee. That's a bit of a word of forgiveness. Yeah. That things are good with us. I'm going to meet you there. Yep. Yep. That even if you have made huge mistakes, mm-hmm. uh, forsaken Christ himself in his greatest moment of need, that Christ is still for you. Yes. And still this message of the gospel, this good news is for you. And what a promise that is to all of us, yeah. uh, knowing that no matter what we do, that Jesus good news is for us i think it's interesting too in this in matthew's gospel um that uh that the words go and tell are used twice Mm -hmm. because in his during his ministry um like when he went to the the decapolis and and chased the uh the demons away he said tell no one Mm. Yes. And it was often him saying, don't, well, don't, I, I just did this miracle, yeah, but don't tell anybody that, that I did right. this. And now here, in these 10 verses, we have the angel saying, go tell the disciples. We have Jesus saying, go tell the disciples. And at the very end of the story, we said, go to all the nations and tell everyone yeah. who I am. Mm-hmm. So it's just this this kind of amazing contrast that if, if, if the resurrection itself is a miraculous and a noteworthy event, Jesus tells you three times. Go tell everyone what has just yeah. occurred and what is just happening, because it's it's for the the sake of the world. It's for yeah. the sake of the cosmos. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's really interesting. Yes, I agree. Everything led up to this, and all those times before where he said, you know, not to tell, and he said sometimes my time has not yet come, yep. mm-hmm. and that's because this is what it was all about. Right. Right, and there was no time for them to absorb all of this. I mean, can you imagine experiencing this 
earthquake, an angel with clothes like lightning, mm-hmm. and a, the stone being rolled away, and then this news that Jesus is gone, and then seeing Jesus himself. And then it, there's no time to think about it, to wonder about it. Jesus says, you have a job. Here it is. Immediately, you've got to go and tell. Right. Uh, and there is, I think, an impulse to do that when you've seen something this wonderful. Uh, but at the same time, Jesus repeats it. Yes, this is your job now right. to go and share this news with others uh, through your words and through your deeds and um, and also through just through your own life and, and the way that this forgiveness and this good news and new life affects you. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you just want to share that and and have others experience that same type of freedom and love and hope. Um, it basically is like you said, Pastor Eric. This is where it all starts. This mm-hmm. is this is what we mm-hmm. hang our hats on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I am also curious too. You know, this in Matthew it doesn't say why the women go to mm-hmm. the tomb. In others, it says they're going to anoint the body. I think in, in Luke. yeah. Um, so it, my question then is like, why why go? Mm-hmm. Like you know Jesus is in the tomb, yeah. and and how are you getting that away? You're not, um, you're not going to roll that stone away. Yeah. So so why are you going? And and then ultimately, like, what do you expect? Mm-hmm. Like there was, and again, I think it gets back to who Jesus is and who who the, his followers are. Like there was so much to hit who his personhood was, who his divinity was that you were just drawn to him. Mm-hmm. You, you went because you felt uh, compelled to go. You didn't know why, maybe, and you didn't know what to expect, yep. but you just had to be there. Mm-hmm. And, and I liken that a little bit, and this might be scandalous, but I liken that a little bit to some some to folks who show up, you know, priesters who show up on Christmas mm-hmm. and Easter. Ah, I've why, never yeah, heard that. <laughs> why are you going, and what do you expect? Yeah, they're compelled. Yeah, and then, and, and, and then it feels like, okay, then it's our job. To make sure that they hear the simplicity of the good news, exactly, in a way that changes lives. Yeah, and let's not overcomplicate this. No, yeah. exactly. It's also the, one of the hardest things I think to communicate is mm-hmm. is how do you let people know that good news as jaded and as complex and as difficult as life is to have something break through like lightning, like this white as snow. Yeah, uh, that transforms your world, man. That's tough, but. Mm-hmm. Again, why are you there and what do you expect? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, and I like to always think about um, whenever people do come to church when they haven't been to church for a while, uh, for whatever reason, or if they typically only come Christmas and Easter, the first thing that they want to say to me is often, uh, I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry I haven't been in yes. worship. Hmm. And, um, and I like to say, well, we've been keeping track. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I do want to say a word from your pastors, from your deacon, from your church staff, that the last thing on our minds when you come to worship is a, a feeling that, why haven't you been here? We, we are not thinking that. We are, we are concerned if we haven't seen you for a while. We want to make sure you're okay. But we are always just thrilled to see you. Yeah. We we are always just so happy that you are in worship. So don't ever feel like you're right. going to be judged if you only right. come once in a while or if you're only coming for Easter. We just want to share this news Absolutely. with you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like going to that compelled thing. I mean, it, well, first, it reminds me, too, of the disciples feeling, you mm-hmm. know, 
maybe that they had let Jesus down when you say, you know, I'm sorry, I haven't been here. And there's forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And and that's really the whole point of the story. Mm -hmm. And something about what you were saying also reminded me of the fact that this is, um, uh, that it's, you know, we were talking about movie effects. This is, but the thing about this story is a simple story. This isn't a movie. This is a a, a report on history. This actually happened. And that's Mm -hmm. the whole point here is this, our faith is a historical faith about facts, about actual events that happened. And that's what's so incredible about this. Mm -hmm. We take it for granted because we've heard the story so many times, but a man rose from the dead, the son of God, and it actually happened and there were witnesses. And so that's, you know, in preaching this Easter story, keeping it to the, just the simple fact of Mm -hmm. this incredible thing happened. And, and it was the fulfillment of all those prophecies, Mm -hmm. confirmation. It's a weird story. It's really weird. And I think we forget that, how strange it is and how, because nothing like this has ever happened before or since. Right. Um, I mean, other than Lazarus. Uh, but, like, yeah, it's it's Christ being raised in this way. Yeah, it's a one-time thing. Yeah. Yeah. Can I read a quote yeah. along these lines? Uh, I, I, lo- I thought this quote says it all uh, from the commentator I was looking at. Without the resurrection, Jesus' words would be vacant and his opponents exonerated. With the resurrection, Jesus is vindicated, his cause and authority confirmed, and his opponents disgraced. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's the linchpin of the whole yeah. story. Mm-hmm. What What is interesting to or fun is the, cir- the circularness of this. So we started this by saying the women felt it, they saw it, and they hear it. And at the end of this, I think they have that same thing. They feel, they have the emotion of, of seeing Jesus and they fall to his feet, feeling his closeness, right? Mm-hmm. They hear his words and then they see him. Yeah. So they, in the beginning of this story, uh, again, 10, 10 verses, they have that, that see, that feel, and that hear. At the end of this 10 verses, they have the same thing. Mm. They see and they feel and they hear Jesus. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That it's this full experience. Uh, it's not just your thoughts, but it is your your life uh, yeah. will be affected by all of this. Mm-hmm. And I do think back about how the women didn't have a plan when they went to the tomb because there was a huge stone in front yeah. of it. Like how how were they? They didn't know how they were going to move it. They didn't know what they needed to do but they just wanted to be near to Jesus and there was some safety too I mean maybe the women thought because uh, they were under the radar they weren't known disciples in the same way that like Peter was Mm -hmm. that they could get away with sneaking (laughs) uh, to the tomb but again it's that whole compelling Mm -hmm. need to be near Christ um, Mm -hmm. whatever that may be and maybe that means you uh, want to come to worship and experience Easter, whether you're online or whether in person, after you haven't been in church for a while, perfect. Yes. <laughs> you are a disciple. Very good company. Yeah. Yes, you are a disciple. Come and see. Jesus is going ahead of you and is preparing uh, this good word for you for Easter. Amen. So 
Uh, thank you so much for a great conversation about Easter. Uh, we will see what Pastor Megan will do with this. There's so much more to say. <laughs> yeah. So if as you are listening to this and then as you listen to Pastor Megan, you'll get to hear another perspective on this text, which I think makes it all the more rich, all the more fun. And as always, we close out our time together remembering uh, and proclaiming Easter's mission statement to grow in faith and Carry on the work of Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great Easter. May the road rise on.